Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Thursday, April the 23rd, just after 12 o'clock here. Uh, I'm actually in my home office, so again, I apologize if my dog goes berserk here, but just keeping me safe from Amazon Prime and uh, UPS or whoever drops off a random package uh, today. Now, with that... Um, hopefully this finds all of you guys being safe and sweaty. Uh, we're going to dig into an episode today. I think we'll call it 20 Ways uh, to Make Progress. Now, obviously, the current season that you're in, it's not your normal routine. It's not your quote-unquote normal life. And so these are just 20 things I think you guys can put into play to keep some semblance of normalcy and uh, keep yourself sane and feeling like you are uh, making progress and having a, a deeper purpose throughout this uh, you know, zombie apocalypse, we're still kind of navigating through. Although I do feel like hopefully we're on the back nine of it. But uh, again, I don't know what that looks like. I can't uh, predict the future. If I could, uh, I would give it to you guys uh, in a heartbeat. But I'm at home today um, just for the fact of uh, the awesome people over at uh, Resolution Fire and Flood are doing the deepest clean of a gym I've ever seen. I'm not saying there aren't, uh, you know, deeper protocols you, you can't do, but they have a certified uh, sanitary way that they go about it. They use this organic kind of hospital grade antiviral disinfectants uh, with the air purification system on top of that. Basically, when I looked at my place yesterday, if you guys follow my Instagram stories, and we're going to load the video on YouTube and we'll walk our clients through actually what they did. But uh, it, it's like five guys come in these hazmat suits. It looks like Breaking Bad, honestly. Like, so like Walter White and, uh, and Pinkman walk in, and then they look like they're about to cook up uh, some meth here. I, I joke, but it, it really does uh, look like that. And basically they scrub and spray, and they touch every single inch of the facility. I mean, even the air conditioning unit uh, up top, um, every inch of the ceiling of the walls, every piece of equipment, everything there um, is walked through this process. And then actually the machines are still in there right now uh, going through the air purification system. And then tomorrow morning a third party comes in uh, and tests the space to give it the the certification that it is clean and they've done all the protocols. So the same things that you guys would see in probably like uh, like, like hospital settings, uh, the food settings to make sure everything is, you know, sort and sort up to code and is as clean as uh, humanly possible. So shout out to those guys. Uh, it's an amazing thing. Uh, we partner with them and I'll be sharing that with all my fitness friends and people who run uh, their dental practices and small hospital settings and things where they see patients and clients uh, just because I do think it's the step you can take. Uh, to help people feel, you know, safer and uh, the responsible thing to do. So that's what we're doing again. Uh, no clue when, uh, you know, you can go back to the gym here in Arizona. So we'll kind of navigate that process as we do it. And when we do get to that, it'll be based on what, you know, myself, our staff, our community feel uh, is comfortable with doing obviously find the guidelines of the CDC and all the physicians that we work with, I'm going to really bend their ear and see what they think is the best approach to do that. But for now, we're still crushing it with you guys, obviously, online. I'm throwing out a ton of stuff on IG and YouTube. And again, a reminder uh, for people who are from distance and obviously those of us who won't be able to make it back to the gym, let's say if it's another two weeks or three weeks or four weeks, our 34 Days to Fit program is kicking off here in 16 days. If you guys are interested, hit me up. Um, that is thing is going to melt people's faces off for sure. It's a fun program. 
myself and a bunch of fitness homies come together. I'll be sharing, you know, my workouts in there. We'll be doing a couple of live follow-alongs a week on top of the programming, which it's five workouts, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then the mobility, we have some little challenges and some foam rolling and mobility heavy stuff. But it is a, it's a legit program, and it's it's a fun one. So that's what we have coming up next in the docket. And you have 16 days to register. But if you guys got questions, hit me up. I'm happy to share those with you. And that's our kind of next phase online. And even if we can come back in the next two, three weeks, that program's still going to be running uh, for not only our clients, but it is opened up to the world. And so looking forward to seeing a lot of you guys in there and just ripping through some awful, awful, amazing workouts, I say in the same sentence. So with that said, uh, today we're going to jump into this really quick. We're talking 20 ways to make progress. Now, again, like I said, a lot of you might kind of feel like you're in a rut and you know you have more free time on your hands you've probably been maybe eating more of the snacks than you wanted to or having more of the drinks and i know we've got a message from a handful of uh, our athletes who just for whatever reason they can't get into training online they just they can't do it now i think we do it as good as anybody out there does it in terms of all the content that we provide the spoon fed stuff that comes daily to them via email on top of all of the goal setting things we do on top of all the content I post outside of it, how interactive we are. We have coaches, you know, connecting with people, holding them accountable. I'm in the group. I don't think there's a post I haven't commented on or liked, and there's not a question I don't answer in any group that we do. And even with that said, some people just can't seem to to do it. They actually have to show up and have the physical contact. And I'm, dude, I feel you. Like, I want to be training with people like always. Like, it's way easier for me to do our terrible Sunday Metcons with a group of people than it is to get motivated and do it on my own. But this is the best we got right now. And we're putting everything into it. But even with that said, people struggle. So hopefully these 20 tips can help you guys keep things, you know, kind of rocking and rolling the right way. So number one, Wake up early. Any advice I give you guys, wake up early. Don't, even if you have the ability to sleep in till 10, I wouldn't do that. I'm not saying you have to wake up at 3.50 and be crazy, but I think for most of you, 6 or 7 o'clock is probably a good time to start the waking up process. Even if you don't have anywhere to be, just again, like we've talked about before, setting that schedule is going to be crucial. The next one, number two, eat well. Like, eat real food, please. I guess we've talked about this in depth and detail. You already know me. You know where I'm going with it. Real food hustle for life. Protein, produce, water. Wash, rinse, repeat. That is going to be the base of everything you can do to keep your immune system building strong. On top of that, you can throw in the supplements like Athletic Greens. If you want the free 20 travel packs, hit me up. If you want to throw in the vitamin D, get some real sun if you can. Throw in the zinc in there. Up your vitamin C content. Uh, getting quality restorative sleep, which we'll touch on in a second. Those things are all going to be key, but real food is the base of that, you guys. I cannot harp on it enough. Spend your money on the real food and make it quality. Things that, you know, they run, they swim, they fly, they grow from the earth. I'm not saying you can't eat the bagged or the box stuff, but it should be not a huge percentage of what you're doing. Real food should be the key. Number three, you got to read quality content and fill your brain with quality stuff. And I've talked about this in depth for years. The books you read, the social media accounts you follow, uh, the the Instagram posts, the IGTVs, the YouTube videos, the news outlets, whatever it is, you have to be feeding your brain with quality content. So if you want to read something or watch something, it's fine, but don't get lost in the comments. Like if you watch a news briefing, like yesterday we had uh, the governor on here. I was actually, I was in my car waiting for these uh 
cleaning guys to, to wrap up at our place so I could lock the door. And they had the our governor, uh, Doug Ducey's on, kind of explaining like, hey, May 1st, there are going to let elective surgeries come back because the hospitals here are beginning crushed uh, financially, which is just gut-wrenching and actually terrible to watch. And so as I'm sitting there, uh, I'm watching him. Now, I just I actually either turn the phone over so I can't see it when he's talking or I put my hand in a place where I can actually block the comments because once you start reading those man uh, all bets are off people are going to have an opinion either way it should have opened up a month ago uh, this is a hoax we should lock this down until there's a vaccine so it's like you get people on both ends of the spectrum people think that like we shouldn't even be doing this and then people think like we shouldn't come out of the house for two more years like I'm not judging you what your stance is I think there's a middle ground in there obviously there has to be uh, but again don't get caught up in that stuff. So read and listen to and surround yourself with quality people uh, and great content. And I don't, I'm not saying overly positive affirmation stuff, but literally just realistic things based on science and of your trusted sources. And that's why I say reaching out to your friends who are, you know, doctors and physicians and getting their take and seeing what, what they're hearing. And then sources like, you know, my opinion, like the Mayo Clinic tends to be a one that I, I put my trust into. Number four, you got to love yourself, man. Uh, you really do, especially during this time. That's a, a way for us as humans to make progress in anything we want to do. You can't be overly negative. You can't be super hard on yourselves because you didn't work out perfect and eat perfect and drink perfect and do everything amazing every day. And you can't be super productive every second of every day. Maybe you need a minute. Maybe you need an hour. Maybe you need half a day. Or maybe you worked hard six days a week and you just got to punt a day just to like you know, go for a walk and do mobility and watch Netflix or just chill and whatever your thing is for escapism, you have to do that. But it comes with loving yourself first and not being superly critical and crucial of every decision you make and, and putting it under a microscope. Nobody can win during that. And there's enough stress and pressure and anxiety right now going on naturally. Don't, uh, don't compound that on yourself by, you know, making your life harder than it has to be. And that comes with you just like, loving yourself or who you are and who you are in this season and who you are in this moment. And no, if you do that, you'll keep making progress towards the person obviously you want to be. Number five, you got to stop judging, man. And this is yourself for sure. Like I just talked about being overly critical and putting your, your life and yourself and your body and your career and the money you make and have, you know, under this scrutiny of judgment. And the same goes for other people. Like you can't control what they do. So you can only control what you can control. So if you drive by the park and there are 22 people out there like doing a football practice like I saw the other day, I'm not going to judge them. They can live with the consequences. And yes, in some roundabout way, that does affect me and all of us. But what can I do? Like I'm not going to stop and scream at them. I'm obviously not going to change their mind with all the information out there. They're choosing to do what they want. And that's up to them. So I'm not a huge judgment person. I always take it, you know, they're dealing with something and they have things going on, regardless of whether I agree with their stance and what it may be. And I know a lot of that's going on right now, especially when you go into a store. Some people wear masks, some people don't. Some people, you know, stay six feet apart. Some people rub up on you. You know, it's just like you do what you can and you put yourself in the best position to be successful and healthy and happy. But that starts with you not judging yourself and being, you know, overly critical of, of judging others. Obviously, we all have opinions, but, uh, I don't know what good it does anybody to kind of pick those beefs with people. It's just like, that's why I say I don't talk about politics and, uh, you know, religion and certain things because everybody has a stance, right? And I don't know if you ever went into a room and said, well, you vote for red and, and you vote for blue and you've 
change that person, right? Like, have you ever went in and it's like, you know, you're a pro red person and you're a pro blue person. Have you ever converted them? Have like you ever got them to come over to your side or have you ever went over to the dark side? You know, uh, I don't think you ever have. And so that's why I tend not to judge and I just control what I can control. And I make my decisions based on what's best for me and uh, what's going to make me the healthiest, happiest, most productive person. So I do think stopping, you know, overly critical judgment on all fronts is a great way for you to make progress as a human being. Number six, you got to set goals. You guys know this. Uh Small, medium, big, short-term, long-term, you know, six inches in front of your face and six miles down the road. You can set a goal, you know, for every hour. You can set a goal for every day, every week, every month, every year. It's whatever is going to keep you guys moving forward and inching forward. I think we shared before uh, on the podcast, uh, the uh, Keeping Your Circle Small podcast, where the Navy SEAL uh, was just talking about going through training and how he had to get fed every six hours. Like that was the mandate. They had to feed him every six hours. And so he was living his life in this small circle, living in these six-hour blocks. And he just knew if he could get through this six-hour blocks, he could get to eat. And if he got through the next six-hour block, he could eat. Sometimes it has to be that small. And right now, I know a lot of people, clients of mine, friends, this is in the text yesterday with like Mike D was on it. And, you know, he's as positive as he can be. He's working out at home. He's stuck there. You know, he can't do his job like he wants to. I can't do mine. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just taking it, you know you know, one day at a time, or that's a lot of the messages we read, like, you know, just taking it day by day. And that's all we can really do. And sometimes those daily goals obviously feed into your weekly goals and monthly goals and yearly goals. So have them, you can forecast things for the future and map them out. Like we are here, even though there is some uncertainty behind it, and it's not super fun, like I'm going to get on a call with Monica here in a little bit. And we'll talk about our 34 day program, which is launching. And then we'll talk about, you know, what are the steps if we're still doing this in the next program we launch after that, and just kind of mapping out things, even though it might not play out. It's nice to have those goals forecast in the future for us to kind of have a, a carrot uh, to keep us going and, and keep us working forward. And that goes for your physical body. It goes for your relationship and everything else. And honestly, you probably are slowed down now. You have to be there. There's no, unless you're like working in an industry that, you know, you're an essential worker, respect to you guys, the healthcare people, again, hats off to you, or just somebody who has to go out, whether you're like the you know male person, your UPS uh, and your job still has went on. Most of us, it's slowed down. So if there's ever been a time to set goals in both your personal and professional life, I think this is it. And, you know, take that as a blessing and a positive and the opportunity to really do it. And don't let this time just slide by doing mindless nonsense. Number seven, you got to be yourself. Um, you really do. You got to know who you are. You got to be honest with yourself so you can be honest with your partner and your team and your kids and your family and everybody, you know, around you that, that you have impact on. If something stresses you out, just know that. Talk about it. Identify it. Audit yourself. What are the things that stress you out? What are the things that make me happy? What are the things I have to do every day with my process? But just be who you are and be okay with it. And obviously, we can work towards being a more badass, awesome version of ourselves, but be okay with who you are today. And I'll say this in complete transparency. Most of these days I wake up and like I'm fine. It doesn't, this does, this season doesn't bother me. 
I'm okay. I wake up. I have a schedule, very similar to my normal work schedule. I'm productive. I'm getting things done. I'm forecasting for the future. I'm planning. I'm doing check-ins. I'm mapping out what we're going to do, and I'm communicating with our team. And honestly, for most of the day, I'm fine. It's probably when it gets dark out. I don't know why I start to kind of be like, okay, when's this shit going to be over? It's like, so I'm fine. Like when it's all light outside and then we kind of wind down, maybe we watch a show and then it's nighttime and I'm like, man, this shit is still going on. Like what is next? And so I know that about myself. So I put myself in a position to be productive and and be mindful. And then the things I watch before I go to sleep tend to be more lighthearted and happy. So I don't have these little you know, kind of like weird out moments. And, and albeit, you guys, it's tough to feel normal because it's just so, it's so fucking weird, dude. But I know that about myself and I communicate that to my wife and, and I'm very upfront about that. I think you guys have to be as well. So by being yourself and knowing the things that you're okay with and that bother you and what's part of your process and, and your thought process of, of being positive and not getting into a negative mindset is going to be crucial. But that comes down with you just identifying, hey, Here's who I am. Here's what I need. Here's what I I can handle. Here's what I don't want to deal with. And that's going to help you not just in this season, but as you move forward and you go back to your job or if you're changing careers or you're going to do something different or you understand these are the things I used to do, but I don't want to do these things anymore. That's a huge part of knowing yourself and that's a huge part of making progress as a person in terms of being happy and fulfilled in your everyday life. And this is a great opportunity for you guys to do that. Number eight, we did a whole podcast, a whole, excuse me, a whole podcast uh, on this. And number eight is having a schedule. Again, it doesn't got to be set in stone. You can ebb and flow and shift with, with what goes on, but have a schedule. Here's when you wake up, you have your coffee, you have your workout, you get your work done, you write in your journal, you play with your dog, X, Y, Z. This is when you go to sleep. Here's when you're in your wife are having your kind of pseudo date night, whatever it is. Um, have a schedule. Uh, the routine of what you're doing is vitally important now. Um, it always is, but probably now more so than ever. Number nine, have a positive attitude. You really have to. Again, you can control what you can control. You don't got to be this, you know, rainbows and uh, unicorns and Pollyanna bullshit because you can, you know, be real with what's going on and have those feelings and let them be there. But overall, you have to have a positive attitude. I know a lot of this sucks, you guys. I feel it every day. Like, the longer it goes on, the more money we lose. It's just, that's, I run a small business. We haven't been able to train humans in like, I don't know, 50 some, is it 50 some days now? I can't, I forgot, I lost the count. But it sucks, man. It's not fun. Um, And every day I wake up to probably a message, hey, Jeremy, I lost my job. Um, I have to pause my membership or hey Jeremy my husband's business went to shit Uh, I'm furloughed I can't pay anymore and you know it's like we have to have those conversations with not only our you know clients but with our team as well who these guys this is what funds their paychecks and uh, it's not cool and there's a lot of other shit like okay you know there's a health aspect there's an economic aspect there's a, a personal feelings aspect to it and even with all that said I choose to stay positive throughout it, you know, and realize, you know, how much gratitude you should have in your life for all the amazing things that are going on. You know, I'm not sick, knock on wood, and I feel good, and I still get to work with people. Um, Thank God we have the internet, and thank God I, you know, paid off my house a month before all this shit started. Like, so there's a lot of glass half full things you can take from it, because when you look at all the other stuff out there, it's like, wow, 
I really don't have as much to bitch and whine and complain about. And justifiably, we all do have something to, you know, be pissed about and angry about and sad about. But you can either choose to dwell on that or you can look at the positives and the good things that you do still have in your life and that you're going to have once this clears up and we get back to the phases of us being normal. So I always just try to say, man, if you can look at it uh, from a bright side perspective instead of a negative shitstorm perspective, I think you'll be better off. But again, you it's your prerogative. You can choose to, to dwell on all the negative stuff and let it drag you down and make you feel sad and terrible, but... Is that going to make it go away any faster? Is that going to speed this up? Is that going to fix the problem? And the answer is no. So you might as well take everything you know with a grain of salt and have the most upbeat approach to it as possible. And I think if you do, you'll come out of this uh, a better person on the other end because we have never seen any shit like this. Not in my lifetime, for sure. Like I've been through the other stuff, but this is a new animal. And I think this is testing a lot of people's patience. Uh, their stress levels, and if nothing else, hopefully showing you what's important in your life and what are the things that matter the most. Just like the podcast we did yesterday talking about, you know, the little things aren't little. Maybe this is a chance to really look at your attitude and the things that really bring you happiness and really bring you joy and not just the stuff that society says should and the things that your friends or other people in your circle think are cool. What do you think is cool? What makes you happy? What lights you up? What are the things that you don't ever want to let go again or take for granted? Number 10, finding your purpose. This is key for a lot of people, um, especially now, because it's like, even for me, like I'm not making the same amount of progress I always make in every area of my life because I can't. So I have to take the wins where they come and I have to focus on the things I can't control. I will say this, our podcast, um, has become even more popular during this, which is a positive. The downloads have gotten crazy, which thank you guys. I appreciate you more than you know. The shares have went up. Our you know social media numbers across the board from YouTube to Instagram in terms of people seeing it has went up you know tens of thousands, which is great. So I'm, we're getting to touch more people. Um, it's not as deep because it can't be with people in person, but the, the net has gotten bigger. So it's a great way, you know, to help me a stay positive, but, you know, finding a purpose in, well, even if I can't help everybody at the depth that we want to in the moment, the net has grown. And so it's given, you know, it's given purpose to the calling and it makes it feel like, okay, what I'm doing is worthwhile. It is helping people and all the messages you guys have sent. Um, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, it means the world and uh, that helps. And when we post stuff in our uh, 47 day transformation group and our athletes group right now of what we're doing, I mean, the amount of people who want to come back today and they're like, I'll wear a hazmat suit. If I, if it means I can come work out today, I'll do it. Like it's super cool. And that gives me, you know, uh, a deep sense of purpose and a deep sense of meaning and feeling. And I appreciate that. And for you guys who maybe don't have the same opportunities that I have, you're a person who runs a restaurant. We've seen a lot of the places here, um, like, Oh, so it's a super popular brewery here and restaurant. The food's great. It's cool atmosphere. You can bring your dog, ride your bike there. My wife and I do a lot when, you know, life is normal. They've been doing a lot of, you know, feeding the healthcare workers, feeding uh, the firefighters, feeding the, the police officers, or doing a lot of those delivery meals and then dropping them off. Although, you know, the business can't, you know, make a ton of money and it doesn't have, you know, the same revenue coming in and their people are, are struggling and, and I hope they survive it. I feel like they're doing better than most, at least what I can see on social, but it gives them a sense of purpose to deliver these meals, even though, you know, 
that the future of restaurants and bars in America is looking pretty it's looking pretty grave and, and pretty grim right now. So those guys are finding purpose in that. So even if you can't do your normal thing and produce the same amount of money, um, I'm in the same boat as you guys, but we still do have things we can find purpose in. And that can be things for your business or things for your family and your friends, like reaching out and starting group texts and doing Zoom calls. And there's a lot of things to be said about that. If it's planting a garden or doing home improvement things on your house, you're finding a purpose in your daily life where you can be helpful and you can still be a linchpin. It just might have to look a little bit different right now in this season, obviously, of life. Number 11 ties right into it. Helping others, man. It's true. And I think you do find great purpose in helping other people. And that can be these guys. Um, it could be dropping off stuff for your neighbors, just setting up a thing. If you guys, what is that app I use? Is it like the neighborhood app or something? It's the one they, the one, they kind of go crazy on there. So I don't look at next door. <laughs> That's what it's uh, the next door app. Sometimes with some of the shit they say, it's just like, it's worse than you know, normal social media, but there will be people who say, Hey, I'm going to run to the store. Anybody who's, you know, not feeling well, or is at high risk or anything I can pick up for you and drop off at your house. It's little things like that. Or just like sharing a positive quote or making a positive message or sending a, a positive text or video to somebody. Those things go a long way. That's the, the purpose of our social media is to, in my opinion, educate and help people live a healthier, happier life and put them in a better mood. Just like obviously the podcast is. And even if some of the things I say don't put you in a better mood, maybe they open your eyes or they slap you in the face and it's a wake up call, you know, to live the life, you know the way that's going to help you be all of those things at some point. So you all have the power to do that in whatever medium you choose to do it, but you can help others, which does help you find, again, that sense of purpose. Number 12, you can budget your money, um, especially if you guys, you lost your job, you've been furloughed, things aren't going the way you want to. Now more than ever is probably the time to start budgeting it, whether you guys use like, you know, an every dollar app or you just literally do it by pen and paper. You and your wife sit down and you talk about, hey, here's what's coming in. Here's what's going out. I think you should have been doing this probably from the time you were, you know, 18 years old and on. But clearly a lot of Americans don't. If now more than ever, this is your time to be like, hey, maybe we shouldn't play it so close to the vest in case something happens in the future. Having that three to six months of like emergency expenses is probably a smart move. And so budgeting now, but for the future as well, for your dreams, for when you want to retire from what things will look like when, you know, jobs start coming back into the fold. I think having a budget and sticking to a budget and, and helping you have a plan for where every dollar is going is going to be crucial. Number 13, you can network right now. Yeah, not at a happy hour, not at a networking event, but you have LinkedIn, you have Facebook, you have Instagram, you have Twitter. You have all these tools. You have a database of people. Reach out to them. Connect with them. Talk to them. Your friends, your family, your coworkers, people you've worked with before, or college classmates. Just reach out and send a check-in note. Just a basic thing is plenty, but that helps. Um, it, it's big. You just, you guys, you have tools now that we never had before. I always share my business. I used to have to go door to door to drop off like you know pamphlets and flyers for our business of what we did. And I know 99% of the time I walked out of that building, they're like, who's this fucking idiot? And threw that stuff right in the garbage. But now you can connect with like-minded people who have the same interests, who follow you, who you follow, and you can reach out and you have access to people now at scale you never had before. Again, if you guys have messaged me on Instagram, I can almost promise you 99% of you I've, I've messaged you back. Or I've acknowledged what you sent or I've sent you back a personal message and I've typed to you something and we've had an interaction. That could have never happened 10 years ago. That could have never happened 15 years ago. Now you have the power. So interact with people for sure. 
And that's on the networking side. And that brings me to number 14, the interaction. There is so much social media interaction we can have right now that if this would have happened 30 years ago, we would almost have none. You'd be with your friends and family, or honestly, you'd probably just with your family. And some of you, that's good. Some of you, that's bad. You'd be with like, you know, your husband or wife and that's it. But now we can interact with the world if we choose to. And that's what it comes back to my point of making sure they're positive people and you're consuming positive stuff. So you're following people who are sharing things you want to listen to and hear and watch, but you can't interact and it can be a like, it can be a comment. It can be a question. This is a time where you can learn things, and I'm going to get to that in a second, but the networking and the interaction phases are, are one you know, in the same, and they connect to each other. So don't let this opportunity pass you by where you can actually you know, create a bigger network of people, which we have with social right now because it's our only option, and two, I can interact with people that I didn't know a month ago. An extra 25,000 people now watch our stuff on Instagram over the last month, and I can interact with those guys. And why are they doing that? Because we've been pumping out so much stuff and trying to make it interactive for them so they have an outlet. They're not just sitting at home being sad and depressed and, and, and following negative shit. That's why this podcast actually exists. Number 15, invest. And this doesn't, I'm not saying it has to be into the market. If you Obviously, if you have money and you want to dump it into the market, I think you're going to get some deals on prices for sure. But investing in yourself, um, in reading, in watching things, in anything that you think is important, which ties me into number 16, learn a skill or improve on your skill set. So investing your time into learning a skill or improving on your current skills or investing into somebody else. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your wife. Maybe it's, you know, even more invested into your dog, if you will. I don't care what it is. It's whatever you guys think is going to bring you happiness joy and value not just during this season but far beyond this season so if there's something you wanted to learn hey i want to be better at public speaking hey i want to be better at social media hey i want to be better at writing this is a time where you can invest the time into learning those skills or improving on your current skill set to make your life better when this season of life has passed which brings me to number 17 meditate um, or, you know, if you guys are going to take a minute to, of mindfulness every day, that works too. Whatever your process is, my wife has a certain meditation flow she goes through. I am more of the, you know, taking a few minutes to be mindful and just, you know, and I have my process for it. But I do think it's key where you kind of just unplug or you do whatever you have to do to relax and just let, you know, the world kind of just wash over you and, and find a space where you can, you know, just be centered and chill and let your heart rate come down and just relax man and just own it for a second and have that escapism that's just brainless and it's not tied to always technology and always having 98 million thoughts running through your head just try to just just be for a couple minutes every day is crucial that's going to help you guys uh when things you know do get stressful and, and things do get out of hand you have a process to bring yourself back to your center so you can keep moving forward and you know chug through the shit if you will number 18 be productive. And uh, if you already are, you know, take a chance to do a little bit more. If your workouts are 22 minutes, make them 24. If you've been doing a 10-minute walk, go for a 12-minute walk. If you have been putting off cleaning out drawers or pantries or different things around the house and you have the time, now is the time to do it. This, again, ties back to giving you purpose. But the more productive we can be, I think the bigger sense of fulfillment we get and the more positive we can look back on the day and be like, man, 
This was a job well done. Think as, as humans, we're meant to work. We're meant to produce. We're meant to uh, create. And when we stop all those things, we start to feel a certain way. And uh, they're not great feelings. So I do think productivity and, uh, and doing more uh, sometimes can help us break out of a funk. I know it works for me. When I'm busy and productive, I don't have time to sit and stress and have anxiety and worry about this shit. It just kind of it disappears for a little bit until my brain can, you know, completely slow down. And if I get into a negative mindset, I try to just pop back into a positive one and just be back to my productive self. Number 19, journal um, or create or, or document, however you choose to look at it, this experience, uh, you know, your daily life and what you're doing. And again, for all my creators out there, this is a great time. You can journal your feelings you can journal the experience you can share it with your clients with your family members with your friends and if that's not what you're into um just start a a basic scrapbook of stuff i do i'm into that i mean instagram is a giant scrapbook of our life if you really think about it like uh we do the i don't know shutterfly makes them i think my wife puts the books together of our trips like so we went to italy um you know we're in rome we're in sorrento we're on the Malfi coast with this whole book of like our trips like from at the airport you know, and then we flew back to America and, you know, here we are in the Colosseum, here we are at the Vatican, like all these different things. I love looking at those. And, you know, that's a journal. That's us documenting the trip. And Instagram is that. If you think about it, Instagram is one big scrapbook of your life. So is Facebook for, for better, or for worse. Like we can do that during this season of life. And if nothing else, we can look back on it like, hey, remember when we always were stuck in the backyard? Remember when we were always stuck here? Remember when we watched, you know, Ozarks, whatever it is. You're just documenting the process. Or if you want to write a journal, if you're a person who's like into your feelings and you have like a feelings journal or a life journal, something like that, whether it's video format, written format, podcasting, it doesn't matter. I think that can help you guys, uh, A, be productive, but it's a great way to make progress in terms of you communicating and presenting in the future. And I don't care what your job is, whether it's in person or it's always telecommuting or you're always stuck at home, you have to communicate. And those things do help you become a better communicator through all the mediums that are available to us as humans today. And number 20, before I let you go, is just think big. And you got to dream. And you still have to think big and you still have to plan and you still have to have, you know, your grand ideas and bucket list items for the future because we are going to figure this shit out. We are going to, you know, go back to normal-ish life, uh, whether that's in phases or however we roll it out. It is going to happen and hopefully we're on the back nine of this so it will happen sooner than later. But you still have to think big and dream for your life and what you want it to look like and all the things that you want to do and the places you want to go and the people you want to see and the experiences you want to have. And that can be stuff too. It doesn't matter if you always dreamed of having a dream car or a dream boat or a dream house. You can throw those in there um, if that's your thing. If you can afford it, start with the budget tip first, number 12, uh, before you get into that crazy spending shit. But honestly, you guys, you just have to think about that. The things that you're going to look forward to uh, when this is over and that you can safely do it. You're excited about going to visit your friend in wherever. You're excited that you and your wife can finally go do this. You and your kids are going to go here. This is the restaurant you guys want to visit. This is the family member that you've been dying to see. This is a trip that got postponed because of... And you start to map those things out and you think big and you dream and you look towards the future while enjoying the present as best you can, but having a positive eye and mindset for all the things that are moving forward. So that would be my last tip. Think big and keep on dreaming, you guys. You just have to. Um, it's what makes us human and what keeps this uh, 
world spinning around and what keeps us rolling, you know, in a positive, badass direction. So hopefully you guys enjoyed those. Just a quick 20 ways to make progress, especially if you feel like, man, this kind of sucks right now. I'm kind of over it, which I feel you. Um, I, I certainly do. I actually, uh, yesterday I came home and funny enough, I said this, I said, you know, Heather, when this shit is all over, you know, there's just certain things I don't want to hear anymore. Like, you know, just certain phrases and terms I hope just disappear and we never talk about them again, which I know it's not going to happen, but I felt that. And then funny enough, I was on Facebook today and one of our uh, clients who've been with us for a very long time and she, uh, she's a heavy hitter in the banking system. And obviously she's just been dealing with just a lot of shit at this point. She made a post on Facebook and she's like, words and phrases I never want to hear once this nightmare is over. And she has this huge list, COVID-19, hand sanitizer, masks, social distancing, six feet, toilet paper, essential, non-essential, shuttered, flatten the curve, payroll protection program, the virus, coronavirus, ventilator, stay-at-home order, um, unprecedented, all this shit, right? Like, we've, you've all heard those phrases 8,000 times during this if you've watched any of the news briefings and anything else. And it's just like, funny enough, we, you know, great minds think alike, right? Like, I was just thinking... Man, I'm like, I don't want to hear flatten the curve one more fucking time. Like, I just, again, I know what we're doing is, you know, what we're supposed to do, and it's right, and it's great, but it's just like, it just starts to make you feel a certain way. It's like, I equate that, um, like, hearing these phrases will always be connected to bad memories for me, right? Like, when you hear things like slow the spread and flatten the curve, they're always going to be... Um, connected to shitty feelings and uh, things that aren't super positive in my life. It's like when I was in college or, you know, I used to drink, uh, you know, Captain Morgan and Coke. And like now, even if I would to smell Captain Morgan, I'd probably still be sick. Like all these years later, I would drink like uh, absolute vodka, but like citron flavor or something. It's like, even if I was to smell those today, it would make me violently ill and remind me of over drinking and, and making a bunch of stupid life choices. And so that's how I feel when I think about these phrases. It's always going to bring me back to this, like having to close down my business and having people be super scared and people dying and all this horrible shit. And I just don't want to, uh, I don't want to relive those moments. So they're, they're great that they existed and they'll always be in my memory, but I don't want to keep saying the same things over and over again. But that's a side note. I just wanted to share that with you guys because I thought it was comical uh, as it was that uh, I think a lot of us probably feel that way right about now. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I'll be back probably tomorrow with a podcast uh, with Heather. We'll bring her on. We'll talk about some things. I also have a bunch of Q&A stuff coming in from you guys right now as I can see on my phone, which I'll jump into those as well. So if you find yourself right now on iTunes, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Go to your podcast app. Scroll your finger all the way down. Drop me a five-star. Leave a couple comments. I truly would appreciate it. Same thing if you're on your iPad or your MacBook. It's just the iTunes icon. Five-star me ratings and reviews. And then drop me whatever you feel you wish to on this episode. And then, obviously, if you want to share this with a friend or family member, um, it does go a long way, you guys, especially if they are in a funk. And anything I can say can spark a smile or maybe just put them in a different mindset to roll through this, you know, the most positive way possible. I appreciate you guys. Um, 
thank you for everything, all the messages, all the comments. It does mean the world to us. And then again, just a reminder, you guys, our 34 Days to Fit program is kicking off here in just 16 days. I'm going to throw the link up in my Instagram bio probably here in the next couple hours, so it's there. And then I'll be sending it out on our newsletter um, starting on Monday like crazy. So if you're not on the newsletter, shoot me your email. I'm happy to send it to you guys. We send out at least three emails per week every week for the last 11 years. But currently we've been doing like five or six emails a week just because I got a little bit more time in my hands to pump you guys out as much quality content as possible. So we'll be rocking with that once um, our 47 day is up. And that's the next plan for us as a business online. Then we'll kind of take the gym openings as they come here over the next couple weeks or month or whatever it may be. So until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.